Welcome to the No Shame on You podcast, where we talk to mental health professionals, educators, and advocates. No Shame on You is a 501c3 organization dedicated to eliminating the stigma associated with mental health conditions and raising awareness. Our goal is for people who need help to seek it, for family members and friends to know how to provide proper support and to save lives. Now, here's your host, No Shame on You's founder and president, Miriam Ament. Welcome to the 17th podcast of No Shame on You, an organization dedicated to eliminating the stigma associated with mental health conditions and raising awareness. My name is Miriam Ament, and I am the founder and president of No Shame on You. Today, we are joined by Steve Parker, Chief Growth Officer of the Chill Anywhere app. During these challenging times, reducing stress definitely sounds like a good thing. (laughs) Hi, Steve. So great to have you on our podcast. Hey, Miriam. Thanks for having me. Thank you. First, I want to ask in general, how are you doing during these uh, extraordinary times in our world? Yeah, um, it changes daily, I think. Some days I'm feeling great about the possibilities of doing things differently, spending more time at home with my children, and then... Other days, it seems like, you know, everything is 10 times harder than it used to be. Just, you know, figuring out what to do for dinner or um, how to relax on the weekend. All those things um, uh, can kind of bear on you a little bit after a while. So I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah, you asking. Sure. Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, definitely a day by day. And I know we were talking before we got on, uh, we started recording that, you know, it's like hour by hour, you know, news changes and things changes and your, your mindset can change from one minute to the next. Yeah, it, it reminds me, and if we're not careful, um, it reminds me of a, a time I used to be in the special operations in the military. And a lot of the reason why kids come home with PTSD from, you know, war and that sort of thing is because they just spend months in this heightened state of stress and awareness. And this really reminds me of that. Obviously, nobody's shooting at us or dropping bombs, but you just have to kind of constantly be um, nervous about your surroundings and um, stressed out about how to figure out how to do things that used to be normal. Um, and so we need to be really careful to take care of ourselves these days. Right. And that's a, that's a really excellent point, um, an important way to think about it in terms of the heightened awareness and sensitivity and sort of anxiety about our everyday lives that we used to take for granted as, as you know, things that were normal are no longer normal. So um, that's a really important point. Um, and speaking of um, sort of the, the mental health mindset, I understand you were, um, with your background in HR, um, how do you think the workplace is sort of lending itself to what we're dealing with and the loneliness and isolation that could come along with social distancing and working on our own and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I, uh, I, I think it's making it worse. Um, I think that, you know, before COVID 60% of employer employees said that their mental health was impacting their work and, and 20% of employees we're experiencing severe loneliness and depression. And, uh, you know, now um, we have sort of two camps. We have 30 million people in the U.S. who don't have jobs anymore and are having to think about how to compete again on the job market just so they can feed their families. Um, And then we have another camp of folks who are going to work and they have to think about their own personal safety, maybe survivor's guilt about the fact that, you know, why am I here? and my coworkers aren't anymore, or maybe even when's the shoe gonna drop on me? Am I gonna be right. you know, able to be here for a long time or are they gonna go through some layoffs next? 
Right. No, there's so many layers to it. You're, that's that's a really important way to look at it. That it's not just there. Are the the camp of the people who the 30 million is is obviously horrible. And then there's the anxiety of am I next and not not having any security right now. So, um, God, yeah, there are so many layers to it. And then you factor in the people that are working that are have that anxiety, but then are are at home and feel disconnected. It's it's a layer upon layer. Yeah, I mean, so so now you have to work at home and you have to help your kids with their schoolwork and you have to, your spouse is probably working from home too if you have one and you have to figure out where to carve out a space to actually get your work done and how to separate work life. I mean, these are all interesting new challenges and, and then combine that with the fact that you can't go out and talk to your friends about your struggles and how stressed out you are because you got to stay away from them. I think you know, um, work is is sort of exacerbating, or, or maybe the right way to say it is work is shining a light on um, all of the sort of normal issues that we have because we're we're forced to figure out how to do work in a different way, and it's in it's definitely at the sort of head of um, where stress and anxiety and um, just this feeling of helplessness can be coming from with the uh, COVID situation. Exactly. What are uh, ways that you um, sort of advise people? I mean, we'll get to the app, but even um, before we talk about the app, just in general, do you have advice for people based on your background and expertise for how to navigate all the various uh, stresses that come along with uh, the current, you know, the current way that our world is and, and working or not working, depending on where you're at? Yeah, it, it's a great question. I don't know if you've um, heard the story of the New Zealand Prime Minister. New Zealand's in a really unique place in so much as um, they didn't just go after trying to limit the spread of COVID. Um, they really went after eliminating it completely. And now they're you know an isolated country. Um, they're an island, basically. Um, and so it's a little bit easier, not a ton of travel. Um, but their prime minister, um, really started focusing on um, being authentic with people, making it okay, kind of reducing the stigma of, you know, it's okay to be stressed out right now. It's okay to not feel your best. It's okay to be scared. Um, and she started talking to her constituents, telling them she felt that way and talking about, you know, the best thing we can do with each other is be kind to each other. Um, and as a result, 88% of New Zealanders say that they trust their government to make the right decisions. Nobody wakes up in the morning to be a supervillain. Um, you know, everybody's a little bit stressed out and people behave differently when they're stressed out. They have a fight or flight response. And so, you know, people are going to be behaving weirdly in public and we, we have to be okay with that. The other thing I would say is, is try to keep a routine as best as you can and not just, um, not down to the you know, minutes, because that's stress in itself, and we need to be fluid. But um, one of the things I've seen my nine-year-old daughter do really well is she blocks off parts of the day. She says, I'm going to wake up in the morning, I'm going to spend some time with myself watching the shows I like, then, you know, before lunch, I'm going to do this much of my work. And then I'm going to take some time outside. And then I'm going to come back and do this much more. My nine-year-old's rocking it right now. She's doing way better than me. So I think that's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I think that's number two. And then number three, I would say is, um, you know, about two or three years ago, I um, found my way to meditation. And at first, I'm I'm from Southern California, so you know, I I at first had some stigma around meditation itself. I thought, you know, well, 
um, that's incense and gurus and chakras and, you know, weird, cool music. And that's not me. Um, or yeah, I can't shut my mind off. I'm thinking too much all the time. And that's not me. And, and what mindfulness meditation really is, is it's training your brain to be in the present, um, sort of like you would go to the gym to train your body to be more physically fit. Mindful, mindfulness meditation helps train your brain to be mentally fit. Um, and I've been doing that for the last couple of years. And I, I haven't told you this yet um, in our uh, time knowing each other, but I actually clinically suffer from anxiety. Um, and, you know, I've been a special operations soldier and a um, uh, executive in uh, several different software companies. And I've been struggling with anxiety my whole life. And mindful meditation has helped me to, you know, let things go, to not focus on that silly thing, that wrong decision I made two weeks ago, or that um, really weird challenge that we're going to be facing two weeks from now, and just live in the present. That's great. That's really great. Well, tell us how, so so you started to give um, a little bit, I, I appreciate that you shared not only about your anxiety, but also that that you used to think of of meditation and mindfulness in one way and, and have been able to change your perspective. How did you get into uh, this world of of the of working in this app space and um, and if you could share a little bit more about how chill anywhere is is a little bit different than some of the other uh, mindfulness and meditation apps out out there. Yeah, um, it, it's an interesting journey because um, you wouldn't think you you're an army ranger and you jump out of planes and you blow stuff up and then you go um, work for a mindfulness company after that. Like there's there's a little chasm to cross there, but. One of the things I found um, in my military career was I was just amazed by the power of people in community. Um, you know, I, I, saw, I literally saw people overthrow ruthless dictators like you would see in a movie um, yeah. because they, they made up their mind to, to help each other, to be together, um, to lift each other up. And so when I got out of the military, I was looking for ways that I could do that on a grander scale. Um, and still feed my family. So that's when I got into the, the HR practitioner. Um, and uh, after that, for a while, I, I, I found that, you know, HR is a good way to do that for employees in one company, but I wanted to do that for employees everywhere. Like I said, work, work is really a big driver of, of some of our stress and disconnection. Um, right. So I found my way into HR technology. Now, the weird thing about HR technology is frankly, most of HR technology is something that people only use because they have to, not because they want to. Like nobody's ever said, oh, thank God I get to do performance management today. Or, you know, <laughs> thank God I get to apply for a job, right? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't wait to use that recruiting software. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so about five years ago, I found my, myself in the, the corporate wellness space. And again, unfortunately, companies kind of bastardize this a little bit. Corporate wellness is supposed to be, uh, it's supposed to exist so that you can help take care of your people. But the real reason, the nefarious reason why um, companies started doing it was to save money on benefits. So they want to make sure that the people who would normally cost them a lot on benefits don't cost them that much. Um, so they, they want to make you stop smoking. They want to make you lose weight. They want to make you do all these things. Um, and most of it's for the company you're doing it to people not for people and so i started thinking well you know how can we make this different how can we how can we help people with the issues that they're all facing the things that have been so stigmatized like mental health um, and how do we do it in a way that's accessible where we don't just say oh go go see a therapist or take some pills how do we help people every day 
build that mental health muscle. And that's what led me to chill. That's awesome. Uh, that's, that's very cool. And that makes a lot of sense. Um, so tell us more. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And tell us, please tell us more about chill and, um, it's sort of a uniqueness. I know we've discussed previously, it has a unique community aspect that a lot of other apps don't have. And, um, you know, how it sort of differentiates itself from some of the other uh, apps that are out there. I think it's, I think it's so important. And I actually um, thought it was important even before COVID. So, you know, loneliness, I think it was the next pandemic, if you will, or epidemic um, until we actually hit COVID. Um, and, and, you could tell it was happening because especially with um, younger people, um, technology hasn't lived up to the promise of connecting each other. It actually has been isolating. So if you think about that, you know, you might be staring at your Instagram and you're looking at photos of your friends and family, but you're doing it by yourself, you know, locked in a room somewhere, or um, you're on Facebook and um, you're this other person than you really are. It doesn't help you connect in an authentic way, uh, technology. And so being in the technology space and, and like I said, seeing the power of community, one of the most important things to me as we started thinking about how chill can help people live a little less stressed and more mindfully was doing it by building a sense of community and not isolating people further. And I feel even some of the, you know, meditation apps out there um, can be isolating. You can be, you know, stuck by yourself, staring at uh, somebody or, listening to somebody um and next thing you know you've lost your your ability to communicate with other human beings because right. that's all you're doing um, right and it, it's really interesting now that covid's hit a lot of people are talking about you know the isolation in the elderly which is a, a big problem um because those people they have to be physically isolated right because uh, they're at such higher risk but actually 34 percent of young adults said they were lonelier due to the pandemic um, and there are about 35.7 million people living alone in isolation. So what happens if that extends for a few more months? What happens to those, those people? Um, you know, people who are lonely are, are 32% more likely to die early than uh, people who aren't because it, it, it's as unhealthy as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, according to um, some research. So it's, it's a big problem. So one of the things I think we tried to do at Chill was say, well, we love the idea of people coming into a brick and mortar place where you can be together, where you can see that other people are dealing with stress and anxiety and want to get help and, um, and rally around each other around something like meditation or mindfulness yoga or something like that. How do we recreate that experience that you would have going to a place like that um, on, you know, through the internet? How, how do we do that virtually? Um, and so that's when we built Chill Anywhere. We really focused on not just having on-demand content, but being able to have live group classes that you know people could go to and be with each other while they dealt with um, their mental hygiene. That's really cool. And how can you explain a little bit how it works that there's the on-demand component, and especially now in these COVID times, which you developed this before COVID, but obviously the timing... Um, you know, is, is sort of ideal for the many millions of people you mentioned who are unfortunately dealing with, with loneliness right now, more so than they were before COVID. How, how does it exactly work? Yeah. Um, well, it, it's a, you know, it's an app that people can have on their computer or their smartphone. 
um, you would just you know click a button um, and you can either find on-demand meditations or yoga practices things that are um, relevant to not only stress and anxiety but things like you know being your most productive self or even things like leadership um, but you also have a, a live schedule of classes that you can drop in on um, with other folks um, and you can see we uh, right now we have to be careful about you know, not having instructors in our studio and that sort of thing. So right now we're running two live classes on most days. Um, but I can imagine a world where, um, you know, all of the uh, scheduling that we had before COVID would be happening online. Because I think people are realizing that they can, um, you know, feel the same sense. If it's done right, they can feel the same sense of connection um, and not have to be in the same room. Right. Right, exactly. But you feel with with the community online, you're still feeling your and you feel the sense that you're with like minded people and people who get what you're going through. Yeah. And I, and I say it has to be done right, because, you know, one of the things like we're having a great conversation right now, um, and that's not always true. And we're doing it over um, online and we're not in the same room. But that's not always true on work meetings through Zoom or, you know, your Zoom cocktail hour. You know, I, I wonder how much people are really having meaningful interactions and are really feeling like they can be themselves versus that, um, you know, picture of yourself, that whitewashed version of yourself, that super strong, never has any problems version of yourself um, that you feel like you need to be when you're sort of on stage. And I think these tools can, if you're not careful, can sometimes make you feel like you're on stage. Um, so we try to make sure that we're very careful to help people understand that you just bring yourself. Uh, you don't have to be good at it. You don't have to have done it before. Uh, it's okay to just come as you are. That's awesome. That's very, very cool. And I think that's an important distinction to make that that often using these online tools, we do feel like we have to be on. And it's uh, the app provides sort of a safe space to just be you and, and, and at the same time feel a part of a community. So I think that's a really- yeah, I don't, I don't mean to throw uh, my friends under the bus, but I remember I tried CrossFit once and I, I felt like I was going to be pretty good at it, you know, being an ex-Army Ranger. And I walked right. in and people were like flying through the air on wings <laughs> and lifting thousands of pounds. And I'm, I'm exaggerating only a little bit. And I walked out of there going, oh my gosh, I can never go back there again because <laughs> I'm nervous because, <laughs> you know, I'm not one of them yet. Um, right. So I abandoned CrossFit. And, and you know, that I'm sure that's true of other like, you know, yoga practices where you walk in and everybody's uh, seems way better at it than you. Um, there's got to be a place for, for all of us to go, you know, not the superstars, just us right. to go and be us. And, and that's really the kind of community chill tries to cultivate. That's awesome. And that's a great, that CrossFit's a great example. Cause yes, with your military background, like one would like, autom you know, automatically think that like, yeah, that's a, that's a good fit for you. So <laughs> no, but it just goes to show, I think it's a great example. And thank you for sharing that about yourself. Cause I think it's a great example that we all, you know, things, you know, things that seem one way for some people, it doesn't mean we're all going to be able to do things and that's okay. And, you know, and, and we all have our strengths and that's okay. And I think with people, we often have these standards for ourselves that we have to fit, you know, fit into a certain mold and it's okay if we don't do that. So, um, Anyway, so thank you for sharing that. Um, so I, I understand. So I know we talked before that um, Chill is going to be doing something special for the No Shame on You community. Yes, um, I love I love that we met. You are obviously connected to um, other chillers, uh, if I can <laughs> coin that phrase. Um, <laughs> sure. And 
and we'd love to expand our community. I think you, um, and no shame on you, is doing such great work. Um, you know, talk about stigma. When I, when I first started thinking about the loneliness problem, um, I don't know if you know this, but it, it's old research, 1992, uh, personality and social psychology bulletin study, um, where participants, they rated a, a fictional lonely person. And, and all they said was, here's Steve, he's lonely. Um, and everybody rated them as less likable, uh, less competent, less attractive even than a non-lonely person. So, um, and that's just one aspect of mental health, right? Uh, and loneliness hasn't even been um, sort of categorized as a mental illness, but it leads to many other mental illnesses like de dementia, depression, anxiety, self-harm, heart conditions. So I just wanted to put a plug in for you. I love that you're helping break down the stigma we want to help as well um so we are offering and and there'll be a, a way for your constituents to find access to this we're offering the chill anywhere app at half the normal cost to any uh, no shame on you listeners and participants wow that's a, thank you so much that is amazing well, we're so appreciative and a special shout out to Stephanie Strauss who connected us. She is uh, my husband's cousin <laughs> person and I just wanted to uh, give that the chiller. I'll use your, your term, the chill, that Stephanie Strauss, the chiller, your uh, a shout out. Uh, but thank you so much. That is awesome. And yeah, and we will, um, we will have, by the time this, I mean, this podcast will, podcast will be up, we will have a special uh, way that our, uh, on our website that, that our, that the No Shame of You community can access that special, uh, special, special rate. So thank you so much, Steve, and, and all of your colleagues for, for arranging that for our community during these super stressful and challenging times. My pleasure. Um, thank you so much. So where, um, anything else you want to share or where people can in general learn more about uh, the, uh, the Chill app and anything else you want to share about your, the wonderful community that you've all created? Sure. If you want to learn uh, more about us, you can actually contact me directly at steven at uh, chillanywhere.com or you can uh, just go Google uh, Chill Anywhere and you'll learn more on your own. Um, I would say um, I love engaging in these kinds of conversations. And so if you're, you're someone who's looking for an avenue to help themselves or help others, uh, reach out to us and we'll do whatever we can to help you. And then if you're someone who is looking to, you know, create more conversations like this one that, that Miriam and I are having, um, feel free to reach out to either of us because I think, you know, creating some awareness, or unfortunately, um, it took a global pandemic for people to say it's okay to be stressed out and feel anxiety and feel isolated. But fortunately, the time is now where we can break the stigmas around this and actually do things that finally help people um, without thinking that they're less of a person or less of an employee because they need the help. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And there's no shame in that. And, and I think it's important to underscore that you are not alone, that Steve, Steve gave some very, very uh, startling statistics about the millions and millions of people who are going through this type of anxiety and, and feelings of isolation and loneliness. And you are very much not alone. And we are both here um, to talk to and reach out to. And, uh, you know, please don't hesitate. So um, thank you so much, uh, Steve, for joining us and taking the time out and, and to your, uh, the whole chill community for, for um, arranging this special uh, uh, situation for No Shame on You constituents. And uh, we look forward to hearing all the great things you're doing. Thanks, Miriam. All right. Be well. Have a good one. You too.